your mother. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both and Zach kicking it cooler than two. Until Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Zach coming at you with steps and things We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We are going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody. Happy anniversary to Jack Del Rio, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to talk about the Eagles' upcoming game against the New York Giants. We have a special guest coming up after the break. Danez himself will come and profess to us. We'll have Swooper. But we got to get to the breaking news. The Eagles' injury report is out. We'll get to that in one second before, or after, rather, we uh, we say hi to Marissa. Marissa, how are you? I am doing great. How are you guys doing? A lot of, lot of uh, positive response to you dominating the last episode. Uh, well, she was outstanding. None of that matters because the positive news we heard from Tamar Hamlin um, speaking today to the Bills and his family. So that is the only thing that matters and definitely feel good Friday for sure. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders today was talking about he got to FaceTime with him. Uh, and he was like, dude, you're like the most famous person in the world. <laughs> uh, and Demar was like, well, not for good reasons, but it is for good reasons. I mean, he's yeah. he, uh, recovery. It's unbelievable. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Feel Good Friday is right. And I guess with that, we turn our attention, uh, like the rest of the league is, to the games that are going on. And because of that, we'll send it over right away to the Stone Cold Newsman himself with the injury report hot off the press. Zach Berman, what do you know? Well, the big news is Jalen Hurts. We will get to that in a moment because we have late breaking news that occurred right as the theme song was playing for Birds with Friends. I don't know if Bo Wolf has seen this yet or not. Sua Opeta, Eagles offensive lineman, was waived this afternoon, mm -hmm. opening a roster spot. The Eagles need to open a few roster spots. Uh, so this was the first step in doing so. Uh, so now that we have that established, Jalen Hurts, the big story here. Jalen Hurts has been participating in practice throughout the week. Nick Sirianni says he's trending in the direction to play. Uh, there are some final hurdles that Hertz needs to clear, but Hertz is officially questionable for this game. If you recall, two weeks ago he was doubtful for this game last week, or he was he was doubtful. He was out last week. He was doubtful today, questionable for the Giants game. So progressing, and we're operating under the, under the presumption that he is going to play. Hertz was officially a limited participant in practice today, which means he did not take the full allotment of snaps. Uh, so something to monitor, but we are operating under the, under the presumption that he's going to play. The players who are out this week are Sean Bradley, Lane Johnson, Avante Maddox, and Janarius Robinson. Uh, we talked about Miles Sanders earlier this week, has a knee injury, but he's going to play no injury designation. You'll notice on this report, Sean C. Gardner Johnson, Robert Quinn are not on the injury report, that is because they're not on the 53-man roster at the moment. They are eligible to return. They have been practicing this week. Nick Sirianni says it's looking good for them, um, but still, you know, they have to see. 
Uh, the Eagles would have to open up roster spots for them. The Opeta move opened up one. There's another one that has to open for Quinn to come up. That could potentially be Janarius Robinson if they put him on injured reserve. But uh, they also have to potentially open a third roster spot for Brett Kern. Brett Kern has been elevated three times to be the Eagles punter. So if he plays this weekend as the punter, he will need to go on the 53-man roster. But that's the news from the Care Complex. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Thanks, Zach. Um, you know, we talked uh, we talked about Sua as a possibility, I think, a couple weeks ago because he has been inactive. Uh, he is a restricted free agent this upcoming offseason. So the Eagles have, you know, you're talking about, like, the depth that they want to keep around. There's there's less of a future there. Um you know, disappointing for him. I think there's a good chance he would be back on the practice squad. Obviously, it's week 18, so if a team's going to claim him, they're not going to get to play him in this final game. Um, so we'll see what happens. He might be back. Go ahead. From a roster perspective, like if you're looking now, now we're really in the weeds here, but that's where, if we, they that's want, where we live, baby. If they want Sua Opeta on the roster for the offseason for training camp, this is a better move for the Eagles than if he's on the 53-man roster and he therefore becomes a restricted free agent because then they would need to decline his tender and he would go into unrestricted free agency at that point. The futures contract. Yes, ex exactly. So Rissa nodding along like yeah, I mean, no, like I don't good. like it because I'm gonna look from like Sua Opeta's <laughs> perspective, but yes. Yeah. So, so what the Eagles can do is they can sign him to the practice squad, and yeah. assuming no one claim or, or signs him off their practice squad during the playoffs, then whenever the Eagles' season's finished, be it after a playoff game after after the Super Bowl, the Eagles can then sign him to a futures contract, and therefore he is under contract for the offseason, where they would not have had that certainty had Opeta's contract expired at the end of the year. So, I don't know if that was a factor here, but it is a uh, kind of interesting behind the scenes of what they're doing. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now that Opeta gets claimed. Interesting. By a by a playoff team. Maybe not. I mean it could he can get claimed by a team who is gonna be eliminated from the playoffs. They claim him before the be, doesn't does does this go through Sunday morning and then they can just have him on the roster and release somebody else and then he's just no, on the No, so roster? this would go through. I, I think if you're I don't think waivers process now until after this week's games. I think it's Monday. Yeah, after, I, I think until Monday. And why would a team claim him just to have him as a restricted free agent? Because they think he's better than what they have, I guess. But then you would need to give him an RFA tender. Yeah, but maybe they, I think but you don't have to necessarily that. give him a tender to then resign him. You could no, but but then right. he'll become unrestricted. Then right, but right. You, then but you have his right. rights and you can you can negotiate. Yes. Whatever you can True. negotiate. Okay. A so you think a team's um, going they, to or the original round tender is not. You know, he's an undrafted yeah. player, so the original round tender is not prohibitive for a player who is like a borderline starting caliber guard, I think. <laughs> Jonah Hurts is questionable for this game that we just spent. We're, we got eight <laughs> minutes on Sua. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I think this makes sense for the Eagles. I just, I, yeah. I, I believe that his value in the league is, is, is high enough that I think he may end up elsewhere. I'll defer to you on all Sua uh, matters. So okay, all right. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Jalen Hurts, Zach. Um, mm -hmm. We did not hear from Jalen Hurts this week. Um, no. it, it is the it is the team's prerogative that uh, a player who is uh, up in the air status wise does not have to talk. 
He talked two weeks ago uh, when he wasn't going to play, but he did not talk this week. And instead, we heard from Gardner Minshew. Uh, as you said, he has done more than he did last week. This week, Nick Sirianni said things are trending in the right direction. Uh, out of 100 turkeys, how many turkeys are you willing to say that he will play? 75. Mm, okay. That's lower than you said the other day. I thought what did I say more? the other day? 85. I forget. Yeah. I mean, the, the turkey game. Uh, it's not scientific. I think he's going to play. I'll I'll speak that way. I think he's. It would surprise me if Jalen Hurts does not start this game. Okay, but yeah. seventy-five I, is not. It's that's hard not for me, like, That doesn't sound like a certainty. So what did I say the other day? I thought you. Yeah, I thought you were in the eighties. Yeah. Okay, so let's make it eighty-five then. I, okay. I really can't. Well, tell that's you a big difference. <laughs> Ten percentage okay. points. Sure, sure. You you uh, understand that turkeys are like, it's like it's a one to one. In terms of percentage, no, it's I've, not like it's not like a different. I, I recognize that. I recognize that, but it's it's the same way when you ask a player like like what percent would you say you are? I mean, how is that? You know, how do you know the difference between seventy five and eighty three? Right? I always wonder that. You know, it's like uh, it's like what To said eighty one percent going into the Super Bowl. That was a good line. I it's hard to say what what the I I would go with. Uh, what did she play? The Likert scale? What's the Likert scale? Unlikely. Uh... You think that's better? <laughs> I don't know. We don't need to go to this, this tangent. I think Jalen Hurts is going to play yeah. for this 85%. Okay. I think he's going to play. All right. And so why the obfuscation? Why? Because I suppose there's still medical clearance that, that needs to go through or, um, yeah, just because you never say never, and you know until it, it would really surprise me if he doesn't play. He's been taking these snaps, speaking to teammates this week. It's like no one's playing, no one's downplaying this. AJ Brown says he looks great. You know that it's not his decision, but if he had to make a call, he would say Jalen's playing on Sunday. Uh, Goddard, you know, spoke similarly. Dallas, uh, even Gardner Minshew today. Right. Said he's a freak. You know, he's 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 doing everything that they need him to do out there. So it really seems like the only person who's putting any limitations on him right now is Nick Sirianni. And that's probably gamesmanship or being purposely over careful. Uh, I think he's going to play. So let's say 90 percent. There's I'm, I'm not obfuscating at all. I just uh, 90 percent. Let's say. OK, let's see how high we can get you by the end of the podcast. <laughs> okay. Creeping up already. All right. Um, how about Garner Johnson and Robert Quinn? Is your expectation that both will play in this game? Yes. The um, Janarius Robinson injury, I mean, just tough timing for the guy. Like, what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds that just when a roster spot needs to be open, he, that yeah. ankle just comes back and bites on him, just like it did the first time I needed a roster spot? Yeah, that is walking around practice today look, looking like he was about to like do a 360 windmill dunk. Like, <laughs> That that's what I call the Donnell Pumphrey, mm. which uh, in 2017 different body types, the two of them I would say different body, yeah for just, sure. Terrence Robinson is about eight Donnell Pumphreys. Yeah. But in 2017, they just like told Pumphrey to get injured, basically. And I mean, I I can't say that for a fact, like a, right? Like there. a like a like yeah. a Roger Dorn. I take that one. back. I I I don't know what occurred, and I shouldn't make light of a mm. player's injury. But the Sean one Bradley one is interesting though, because well, well he he got hurt in the game the other day. Right, and I don't think that they would actually want to put him on IR. No, but I, yeah, I think linebackers a spot player. where they're a little deeper 
because, um, you know, they brought Christian Ellis up. They didn't cut a linebacker when they did so. So that's a that's position to point. watch. Uh, yeah, I mean, for Kern, we and and for Garner Johnson, I think Quinn's going to be up because if you put Robinson on IR right. and you're already down sweat, you just need edge rushers. Or you, promote, you, or you promote Teron Jackson. You promote Teron Jackson. You could just do for that. The game. That's true. Um, talking to Quinn this week, you know, well, he's he's improving. We'll see. Uh, I, I, I I like speaking to Robert Quinn. Yeah, nice I like speaking guy. to Robert Quinn too. Yes, but they do need another body there. Um, yes, after the game, um, Brandon Graham with the family was just talking about like, like, man, I was tired. Like he was, he he, he kept joking about it because he, you know, he played the most snaps he's played all season. He was like, uh, he was like, I've been asking for more snaps. I got snaps, and whew, I was not ready. <laughs> Very uh, subtle mention. We really should highlight this. Bo had an outstanding story today well, on the athletic. No, I, I, it's, it's one of these things. Uh, I actually think like for Marissa, Marissa probably enjoyed it cause you're a really good writer, but she understands it. I don't want to speak for Marissa here for most of our audience here who is not related to an NFL player. Um, if you don't know what it's like to watch someone you're related to play in an NFL game, Bo was there with Brandon Graham's wife, Carolyn, um, Carlene, I'm, I'm sorry, Carlene. I okay. apologize. Carlene. Uh, and really humanized the Grams and did a great job. I'll I'll defer to you if you want to pump the story, but I really enjoyed it. Well, you can read it on the Athletic. Go check it out. <laughs> what a sell! Well, I mean, you, you yeah, I <laughs> you don't go over What's here. it like to? What's it like to? I, mean, we, I teased it a couple or last episode, but yeah. yeah. What what Definitely what's it like to be a, a player's wife and also a player of that stature because, you know, Brandon Graham is a, and, and the Grams as a whole are sort of a Philadelphia institution at this point. It's, it's funny, but you know, when you're like promoting something like, I mean, this sounds like a flex. If, if like, if like you're promoting a book, I've never and, a book. Uh, and, and, you know, you're supposed to have like your, your 92nd, you know, you know, spiel on, on what the book's about. I would love that if I just said, yeah, go to the bookstore and read it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't. Have, I don't, I don't it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Well, I would I'll, not be I'll, good. I'll, at, I would go not be good at the selling my book uh, part of the job. Okay, I'll sell your book. Thank you. Available <laughs> uh, wherever books are sold. I did like you know it is a little like you know Marissa. I'm sure you guys have your own Michael Dunn suite where no. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately not. I did love all those pictures. There's some great pictures in there too. I love seeing all the kids and mm. I think that's amazing. But um awesome photographer too. If you saw yeah. the photo credits. Mm. Do you is, is it is it okay Zach for me to ask you uh you can you can turn me down on this. Um I don't know where this is going. But your thoughts on uh on Zach Pascal playing catch with the grandkids. <laughs> um yeah, so I'll give Look, at this point, I, I think it's okay to say. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I've been wanting to write this story on Zach Pascal having catches before the game with with kids. And I had this. It's It comes from Victor Cruz. He did it at his first mm -hmm. game with Victor Cruz. I think I talked oh. about that this, this summer maybe. Uh, maybe not. Um, and I did all this reporting on the story. And before two games, I just wanted to see him in person do it because, uh, you know, I'm trying to kind of link different generations. And both times I was out on the field, Zach Pascal didn't do it. But <laughs> twice you went out of your I, way. 
I see all these videos of him do, and it's like, it's like literally the two times. And now I'm like the boy who cried wolf. I can't keep telling the team like, 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 can I get a field pass so I can watch this? Right, because we don't uh, usually get to go on the field. Yes, the exactly. So uh, now I was thinking about this when I texted Bo about it. Um, the two times I went were primetime games. So maybe the mm. schedule was different for a primetime game relative to a Sunday game. I don't know, but yeah, I, and I, I, I've seen, um, videos of those different people, uh, where Pascal's had catches with them. And I'm like the two times I was down there, it hasn't occurred. Brutal. She's a, I mean, tough loss. That's the, would have been a good story. I, I got some there. good insight. Yeah. Hopefully that, yeah, maybe that reporting could lead to something else down yeah. the line. Right. Um, all right. Anything else from the uh, the news portion of, uh, well, of the show here? You you on a serious note, you mentioned Miles Sanders earlier. Uh, this was the first time he addressed this. You were uh, there speaking with him. Can you kind of in, enlighten the audience on Miles's perspective on Demar Hamlin? Yeah. So I mean, so he said like he and Demar Hamlin are very close. Um, they he said they talk like every day, and they they'll like. FaceTime each other after both of their games. Uh, they grew up in Pittsburgh, um, you know, playing against each other uh, in high school. Um, didn't go to college together, but have remained close. They do some charity events together in the offseason. Um, and they're like super tight. And he said that he was not watching the game um, when it happened. He was he was like doing errands and he came home and his his people were telling him like they've been doing CPR on DeMar for eight minutes. And he's like. Like you telling me he's dead, like what? And and so for him to see that and go through that obviously was very difficult. Um, and he's just super grateful that he's been, you know, things seem to be going well. Uh, and as I said before, he they FaceTimed earlier today. Um, they were able to joke around. Um, and so I asked him if it has like changed his relationship with football at all. Um, he said no. Like you got to just like put those things out of your head. Um, and I think that's the way that these guys are wired. But, um, yeah, it was, it was uh, I imagine, a very difficult week for him. Absolutely. How's, uh, how's MD doing, the other MD? Yeah, he's doing good. I hope he's listening right now. He's home, so we'll see. I'll, I'll quiz him on some things later. I wonder uh, what, what year he is in that Madden franchise. That he's <laughs> yeah, I don't at. know. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's on FIFA. I don't know. Oh, nice. Yeah, Michael Dunn creative playing, player. He hasn't been playing that much lately, so I don't know. He he's on his phone all the time. The new FIFA is great because there's a um there's a like a player mode where you can try to blackmail the coach. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay, okay. I I didn't realize that. <laughs> okay. I thought you were being literal. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird thing to add. That's a weird feature to add to the game. I mean, they no, should add that. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? Uh, what's your sense, Zach, of the of, of uh, Sirianni's expectation for what the Giants are going to do in this game, resting starters-wise? I think that they're probably expecting it to be similar to what the Eagles did week 18 last year against the Cowboys, where a lot of the key guys, they sit, maybe some of the – the main players, uh, or I'm sorry, not main players, maybe some of the, the younger players or players who have uh, milestones or contract incentives, whatever it may be, play for a bit. Um, but 
Look, I mean, there are examples. Shane Steichen mentioned. It, uh, well, I mean, there are examples um, in the past of um, teams that they play their starters and uh, and and I'm, I'm sorry, teams that play their backups. I'm trying to phrase this correctly. Teams that play their backups and were really competitive. So you 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 never know um, how they're still NFL players, right? And even. You know, Gardner Minshew last year uh, showed some juice in the first half of that game against the Cowboys. It kind of got out of hand thereafter. But my guess is that the Giants are going to rest a lot of their players. Mm. Uh, one thing occurred to me, by the way, since we only spent eight minutes on Sua, just to circle mm. back, um, remember that Brett Toth now has begun his practice window. So that's an extra backup line, backup offensive line body they have. So. It, it does sort of make sense that they were a little bit heavy there. And Toth is a guy who has played center and tackle uh, in the past. And I imagine that means he can play guard too. So it sort of makes sense. All right. Uh, why don't we send this bad boy to break so that we can get Professor Deniz ready for uh, coming on to talk about playoff scenarios. I'm sure there's going to be a an extended Jonathan Gannon discussion. Maybe some check-in on uh, some of our uh, silly games on Birds with Friends. Back on the other side. All right. Back on Birds with Friends. Bozak and Marissa now joined by the professor himself, Dana Selman. How are you, doctor? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us. Uh, where would you like to start? Would you like to start with playoff scenarios? Would you like to start with Eagles talk? What 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 floats your boat? I would like to start by saying, on behalf of, I think, a lot of your listeners, um, I would like to thank Marissa for her insights the other day um, and thank just you. for giving us an opportunity to, to, to see things from the perspective of a, of a family member of a player. Um, you know, I think, like, we spent so much time, you know, watching football and watching other sports, and we kind of allow it to, to take over, you know, um, a lot of our thinking and our emotions, but it's so easy to still have it be in the part of our lives where it's like, well, it's people we don't know, right? And I think hearing from a family member and 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 hearing your perspective, it kind of made me think. You know, I, I think combined with the line and Bo's story, where um, Carlene Graham says it's it's entertaining for y'all, but it's it's crazy to watch for me. Yep. I, I, like it, it kind of made me think maybe a, a like the best I'm going to be able to do at this, right? Like is, is to maybe imagine that I'm always watching the game, like with somebody's mother or somebody's spouse, you know, like, and, and kind of think of it that way. And I think it's something that I'll try to do more going forward. Like, you know, when you're criticizing a player, when you're, when you're, you know, upset about something in the game, like think about it from the perspective of like, how's their family feeling about that? Like, how are, how are they reacting to it? And I think that that would be, I think that would make everybody behave um, in a more positive way. So I just wanted to start with that. So, so I appreciate nice. that, Dana's. Thank you. And I'm like, the Birds with Friends family is so amazing. And everybody, like I just, the listeners are so awesome. And it's it's great to be able to, to come on here and do that. So thank you guys for letting me uh, share those thoughts. Although partly in jest, I, I say this, that, that Carlene Graham quote made me think of Birds with Friends. <laughs> right it's entertaining for y'all <laughs> <laughs> all right well speaking of people who have families uh jonathan gannett 
I don't know. That's all I wanted. That's as, as somebody. That's the, that's the segue. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you? I, I mean, it, I will. In case you don't know, he's the defensive yeah. coordinator of the number one ranked defense in the NFL. I just want. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Listen, um, I would normally say, like, you know, this isn't 1983. Are we still counting yards? Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, let's be, let's be. Fair. Also, points per game. I mean, that, that does matter. It is. Well. 12th in points per drive. Let's not go crazy. Um, but uh, look, I, 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 you know, someone was having, we were having this discussion the other day with some people and it was like, how can you say that, you know, people were very upset this week that some people were blaming the defense for that game against the Saints when the defense, you know, by the numbers did fine, right? And the offense was terrible. And I, I, obviously it was the offense's fault that the Eagles lost that game. But um, there's something weird about the fact that we're in Philadelphia. You know, like I grew up with Buddy Ryan and, you know, Bud Carson, and Jim Johnson defenses and the vet going crazy when the defense takes the field and everything. This defense is about to maybe break the record for most sacks in a season by any defense ever. And it's fifth in DVOA, right? It's first in passing DVOA, whatever, like all these like really good numbers. And the and the fans like dread it when the defense comes on the field. Like, like, like all the energy in the stadium is like sucked out of the stadium. I mean, like, like that 16 play touchdown drive to start the game against the Saints, that crowd was terrible anyway. It was a New Year's Day crowd. It was dead. Like, you know, I, I like I could not get like my section going. Like I normally am pretty good at that. Um, and it was just brutal, like, just brutal. Like, you know, you, you stand fire, up on the first third down, <laughs> stand up on the second, third down, you stand up on the third, third down, third down. And like by the sixth one, you're like, you fooled me five times, you know, you I'm not standing up the rest please, of this yeah. game. And that's kind of what, that's kind of what happened. And, and when that, you know, like, there's just like, it's really hard to, to it's hard, it's hard, right? Because it's like they're fifth in DVOA, they're fourth in EPA per play, like, it's hard to find a number where it's like, well, that's why I don't like this defense. Um, but I tried, and and this is what I came up with. Okay, the first quarter thing is a real thing. Okay, they're nineteenth in first quarter DVOA. Yep. It jumps to second in the second quarter. Yes, I think that makes a big difference in in home games. Like like it might not make it might not matter in away games that much, but it makes a huge difference in home games. I think the crowd, like in the Washington game and the New Orleans game, and look, this team's thirteen and three. Like we're not gonna you know, it's not easy to find games to complain about, but those are two home losses. In both of them, the crowd was awful. And, you know, one of them is a primetime game. There's no excuse for the crowd not to be good. And it was, it really was like all those third and shorts being converted over and over and over again. And when you look at it, the, this defense is 22nd in third and short, or 17th and third and medium and first and third and long. Getting to third and long should be a huge priority, Right. Um, but we saw in those games that the other team was very explicitly trying to get to third and short. And, and, it, and it's a, it makes your EPA per play and all those numbers look really good, fourth in EPA per play. But only 14th in success rate. And I don't want to turn this into like analytics nerd stuff, but like, I mean, who am I kidding? I do, but like I'll, I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the 14th in success rate versus fourth in EPA per play, I think that tells a story, right? That means there aren't explosive plays. And there are turnovers, second and turnovers still. But there are also just so many of those like crowd killing, like third and three conversions, right? Like third and four conversions where it's like cover four and Hassan Reddick is 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 uh, on Chris Olave in the flat for some reason. And it's like, everyone's like, what the hell was that? And then 
you know, three plays later, it's like a very similar third down and it's a very similar coverage and the same thing happens. Um, and the success rate on early versus late downs, 13th on early downs, 22nd on late downs is also consistent with what I'm saying. Like, so, you know, I, I think that that's, that's part of what I, what I wanted to say about that. Also, by the way, 32nd in the league um, in allowing third and fourth and two or shorter. And what you, you would think with like all this beef on the defensive line and mm. Fletcher Cox and Linval Joseph and Jordan Davis and all these guys you can throw in there. And Dominica Sue, I mean, like the guys that are on the field, they're like really good defensive linemen. And yet 32nd in allowing third and fourth and two or two or less, uh, the league average is 68%, which is, you know, lower than you might think it is. The Eagles are allowing 80% on that. So again, you don't want to you don't you don't want this defense to be in third and short too often in the in the playoffs. And that is though like that is the the design of the defense. And that's basic I mean it it is now shifted from a uh a, like a a success conversation to a uh like philosophical conversation and like an aesthetic conversation, right? Like uh you know maybe there is maybe there is a an intangible difference with the with the crowd, but it is like it has always felt like the style of defense, which makes sense that you do want to force the offense to maintain their, uh, you know, like move the ball down the field, not give up explosive plays, make them convert in the red zone. That does make sense, but it is sort of anathema to like the, the Philadelphia DNA and really like what defensive DNA for like football players has been for so long, which is attack, attack, attack. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And and you know, even the sacks are not as exciting as the as those Jim Johnson sacks were. You know what I mean? Like, and it might sound silly to criticize that, but that is a huge part of the psychology of the crowd. And no, the coaches should not be calling the game based on how like the drunk people sitting next to me in the crowd react to the game. But it does, given that this team has been fighting all year to have home field advantage in the playoffs, I do think that home field advantage is dampened. Um, by the fact that the defense doesn't get the crowd excited, you know what I mean? Like it, it just, it just, this defense just doesn't excite the crowd, despite breaking these sack records, um, because it's like, oh yeah, you know, like, you know, watching like the, you know, some guy from the second level attack and get to the quarterback or you know whatever is more exciting than watching, you know, like, oh man, did you see the nickel carry the slot in in cover in cover three and like that's the reason that Javon Hargrave was able to get that cleanup sack? Like that's not as exciting, right? So. Anyway. So I don't know what the Eagles normally do, but so you're I'm just trying to they, piss Zach off. If they here. win the toss, <laughs> if they I'm win sorry, the toss, should they be on offense first at home? Is what you're saying? That's an interesting question. I mean, the the crowd is really, really like absent in the beginning of the third quarter because NFL halftimes are only 13 minutes, and people aren't able to get back in their seats. And one of the reasons you want to be on um offense then is because you don't have any the crowd isn't, isn't even there for that drive um so i would still say defer because i think like a crowd that might get upset is better than a crowd that isn't even in their seats um but it's a good question i mean like it does it does you know it's a it's a valid question i think with this defense yeah. I, I mean i i hear you you're essentially talking about two games this year if they have played eight home games right um so I'm going in reverse order. The Saints game, yeah, we saw what just happened there. Before that, the Titans game was three and out. The Packers game, the first drive, that was an interception. Oh, yeah. I, drive, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Washington when you, yeah, this, this, this does not hold up when you look at all the games. And, and I'm not trying to make an overall point about the defense being bad. Okay. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Wasn't the, that wasn't the goal. 
the the goal was to like going into the playoffs like in the you know how you guys used to do like if the eagles lose what are we going to be talking about like it's almost one of those like it's like it's like how can things go wrong this is this is philly we don't talk about the 13 wins we talk about the three losses right Um, well yeah especially when two of them just happen and you know when you allow all those you know the ridiculously high completion percentages to Dak Prescott and to and to Andy Dalton. Sure. You know all those things, which are a little bit unfair because there are sacks in there too, right? So it's like the twenty-four for twenty-four in zone against Dak Prescott, but there were four sacks in zone, right? Like so, like you know you should you should count those. Like, um, you know I'm, I'm trying to be fair, uh, but uh, yeah, no, you're right. There are a lot of three and outs to start games as well. Um, it's just a question of you know like like was that because the other offense was bad or. Is that going to be the case against better quarterbacks in the in the playoffs? I, don't know. I, I think that's the question. Go ahead, Zach. I, I I get this in my email box and my timeline and my DMs and comments on my stories. Flex. And I I that's not a flex. I'm I'm like listening to what fans are saying. I try to, but it reminds me this year, it reminds me what's what's like the lawyer adage that if the law is on your side, argue the law. If the facts are on your side, argue the facts. And if neither is on your side, just argue. And it's kind of like the, the third thing there. It's, you know, when you talk about they're, they're, <laughs> they're playing, you know, they're getting all these sacks, but they're not like Jim Johnson sacks to me. That's, that's like, that's just the, that's just arguing for the sake of it. I mean, uh, this, this defense here now where I, I, I do concede. And I said this on, on, on radio today is, is that. And this boy, time was that year, a long hit. Flex. <laughs> This time of year, you have to look at things not through the spectrum of what did Andy Dalton do to you. Uh, it's what would Dak Prescott do to you or what would Tom Brady do to you or what would Aaron Rodgers do to you. Like what they'll see in the playoffs. Proselytize. I agree 100% with, with what Professor Selman said here in that uh, you're thinking about what can cost you in the playoffs. And to me, it's not scheme. It's the middle of the field on defense. They are vulnerable. And when you watch, when I went back and I watched that Saints game and you see what they were doing in particular on that first drive, it wasn't the zone that jumped out to me. It was how the Saints were scheming things for the middle of the field. Alave in the middle of the field. Jawan Johnson in the middle of the field. They were doing things to focus on the middle of the field there. And I think that is what the concern is because you're going to face quarterbacks who are going to just beat you up in the middle of the field. Now, perhaps it's different when Gardner Johnson's back, but uh, a big reason why they're getting the sacks this year is they have really good corners on the outside. And I think when you're going to have to pass the win in the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, in the playoffs, and teams are, are, are going to say, where can we pass on the Eagles? And it's mostly the middle of the field. So I think that is the vulnerability that I'm most paying attention to. And I think you are hoping as an Eagles fan that that like there are some some dips in the season right like you can't just keep maintain a level of play as an individual for for 17 games and you know James Bradbury and Darius Slay have had like slight little dips over the past few weeks the linebackers at least Kaiser White has taken a pretty significant dip um that you know obviously there have been injuries at nickel and safety and so those guys have 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 gone up and down but I mean I think you would hope that like Slay and Bradbury probably bring it back up a level uh, come playoff time, if if that's possible. But to what you're saying, like the the real concern is, you know, if you can get Kaiser White isolated, if you can, you know, Reed Blankenship has been good, but are you are we sure that he's going to be 
nails in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, against Aaron Rodgers, yes, he owns him. But uh, otherwise, is it you know is is it even Blackenship? Is it is it Josiah Scott? We'll see. But the 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 thing that I mean, I would just say, and and this this isn't to Denise as as much as it is to the fan base that's like blitz, 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 blitz. The objective of a blitz is often to force a sack or to, to get a sack or force a turnover. They are first in the NFL in sacks by like a historic margin. You know, they're four sacks away from setting the NFL record. I know in 17 games as opposed to 16 games, but still. And they're second in the league in takeaways. So the 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 two objectives that the two primary objectives, right? You can force an incompletion, but the two primary objectives to blitzing, they're doing as well or better than any team in the NFL at at this moment. So I get it could look different in the playoffs. I, I get you have to factor in the quarterbacks that they've seen. And but I think that a lot of the um this I, I don't know if I would call it distaste. But the sentiment about Gannon, I think it's it's like you're you're starting with the end of your argument and you're trying to figure out ways to validate it as opposed to the other way around. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to respond real quick with two things. One, I think it's important to separate. Maybe it's because I, I teach behavioral economics and I'm always trying to kind of contrast the behavioral element from the the kind of mainstream like reality of things. And I, like I was trying to I was trying to figure out like how come this defense looks so good on paper like all the all the metrics say the defense is so good, but the feeling about the defense is so negative in the city right like why isn't Jonathan Gannon popular like well like what about it and so I was trying to kind of answer that question if I I probably dove in without stating the question there so that that was that was uh, part of why I, I I sound inconsistent with that um, about the blitzing I don't think this defense has the like appropriate roster to to blitz a lot. I don't think you want this defense to blitz a lot. I don't think that that's the problem. I mean, one of the third and threes, I'm just looking at my notes, uh, the, the, the the second one, the second third down that they converted, Kaiser White is blitzing from like 15 yards away, like, uh, you know, trying to blitz the A-gap. He had no chance. And it left Josiah Scott like open against Alave in a way that, you know, he was, he, he, he got beat inside leverage. If, if that's not a blitz, like maybe that you know, isn't as easy to convert that. So there are examples where there is a blitz and it's like, oh, that's why they don't blitz. You know, <laughs> like it's like that, that, that blitz is not designed well. It doesn't really have a chance. Um, so, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you are Mr. Playoff Scenarios, Mr. Um, what is the most equitable thing for uh, the fairness of the league. Uh, I think we can talk about both the, the setup for week 18 pre, like in terms of the, like the flexing decisions, and then also what the league yeah. has decided to do post Demar Hamlin. Uh, why don't we Why don't we start with that? Because if we if we start from the premise that they are not going to make up this game, just start yes. there and accept that. What would have been or what would be your your solution? Yeah, that's a good question, and I'm glad you 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 framed it that way because if I'm I'm sure they thought about it. I'm sure they talked to the teams, et cetera. Maybe they didn't want to play that game. You know, there are all kinds of reasons why they wouldn't want to push it back. Obviously, the best way would have been to find a way to play the game. I think pushing everything back by a full week and letting the entire league breathe, think think about their mental health, things like that would have been the best. But I'll answer your question the way you asked it. They're not doing that. Um, their Their solution... 
a lot of people were saying, why don't they just do it by by win percentage? And it's like, well, because in practice, that's like basically a loss for the Bills, right? Like, and, and you're the Bills that were two wins away from being the number one seed. But also for the if Bengals. you just do it by win percentage, what's that? But also for the Bengals who were winning that game. For sure. So yeah. So so maybe I should. I'll kind of paraphrase from my very long uh, Twitter thread on this. And if you go on my Twitter, you might be able to find this. I've been posting a lot of uh, <laughs> playoff charts and stuff. But amongst them, there's this thread on my thoughts about the the proposal. I absolutely think the biggest two losers are the Bills and the Bengals, which is really unfortunate. Like they were the teams that had to suffer through the incident, like live through the trauma of watching one of their fellow players go down like that. And they're also the ones that are hurt the most, I think, by this, by the proposal. The Bills are denied the full control of the one seed that comes with all the normal perks of the one seed by this proposal. It doesn't, you know, give them a very good chance of getting the buy. They're probably not going to. Um, and if they do get to the championship game, it's going to be at a neutral site, right? Like it's not going to be like at home, right? So they didn't get really either of the perks of the, um, of the buy. Um and then the Bengals, like Bo just said, were denied a very good chance of catching the Bills for the for the number two seed, um, not to mention a chance of catching the Chiefs for the one right. seed. So, yeah, they were ahead in that game. They were at home, right? Like their win probability was certainly over 50% at that point. They were on their way to getting the two seed, maybe, and now they have no chance at it, really, right? Like they can still get it if they win and the Bills lose, but like, you know, they were they were going to be controlling the um the two seeds. So I do think that those are the, the two biggest losers from this. The biggest winners, clearly the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are just basically handed control of the of the buy, which is the um the most valuable prize here. And I think it's under discussed like how important the one seed is in a conference that has three really good teams and the rest of the teams are kind of whatever. You don't it means to. you only have to play one of the other two teams. Like, it, like no one's even talking about that. They're like, oh, let's put the AFC Championship game at a neutral site. Well, good luck getting there when you have to play one of the other, you know, uh, right. good teams in the conference. Like, the Bills and Bengals are likely going to have to play each other now, right, in the second round, while the Chiefs play whoever, like, you know, whatever um, uh, much lesser team gets there. And then the other two winners, and this speaks to the other question of um, the pre-DeMar Hamlin incident flexing that the league did, those winners are the Dolphins and the Steelers. And I am actually happy about this part. <laughs> the way they did it, they've now given Buffalo something to play for Sunday at one o'clock. Mm. Um, there was a chance that the Chiefs would have already locked up home field. There's a chance that the Bills would have already locked up home field by the time the Bills played because they flexed the Chiefs the Saturday. Now, because of the neutral site and coin flip stuff that they did, <laughs> there's going to be something for Which the Bills. Which has still not been officially approved yet, right? Oh, it was this oh, morning. Oh, it was, yes. it was this morning. Yeah. The Bengals. It was, and it was approved only... as it was approved as written. They didn't change anything. Okay. So. The actual neutral site has not been determined. Picked. Yeah. The, yeah. Right. They haven't picked okay. the city. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and and the Bengals are very upset by this ruling. Yeah, Zach Taylor said yeah. it's good for others, it's bad for us, or something like that. <laughs> like when he was I think he said it's it. against the NFL rule book or or something of that nature. I do like generally agree with his point that like you can't really be changing the rules on the eve of the final week of the regular season, but yeah, so you can if 24 owners say you can. <laughs> All right. So exactly. and I was like, this is too bad because he's not gonna be able to find nine teams that care enough, right? right. Like like nine teams that care enough to to block it. 
Um, so that's the problem. Wait, now, real quick, um, if I can just uh, – this is Zach Taylor's quote. I'll be quick with it. There's several go. instances this season where the club is fined or people in our building are fined, and we are being told to follow the rules. It's black and white in the rule book. So now when we point out the rules and you are told we are going to change that, I don't want to hear about fair and equitable when, when that is the case. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, so Miami and the Steelers are, are winners by the proposal. And I think that that's actually good, but they're winners in a way that they should have never been in that situation. Like they should have been playing like the chiefs and the bills should have been playing at the same time. Mm. Um, and they should still be playing at the same time. Like the chiefs are playing on Saturday and the bills are playing on Sunday. And that's silly. There was no reason to flex that chiefs game to Saturday. Um, and you know, you know, I talked for a long time last year about how I feel about the predetermined Saturday doubleheader. It's a, it was always a bad idea. It's, an, it's a, um, an opportunity to bring up your your proposal, which I think makes a ton of sense. Every year, playing one conference on Saturday right. and the other on Sunday, yeah, the final exactly. week of the regular season, AFC and Saturday, we, NFC Sunday. You flip it every year, it makes. Total and if sense. the games are super dependent on each other, play them at the same time. Yeah, you know, like and, and then if they're and if they're dependent in the way that, for example, Dallas, right? Dallas needs to win and have the Eagles lose. In that situation, I think it's okay to have Dallas play first, as long as it doesn't make the Eagles lose anything to play for. So this was a perfect opportunity. They could have put Dallas or San Francisco on Saturday, as long as the Eagles are playing at the same time as one of as those one teams. one of them, yeah. Yeah, that's all they needed. So they have this perfect setup where they could have moved either Dallas, and Dallas gets good ratings no matter who they play. They could have put Dallas on Saturday and just have the Eagles the play at the same time Saturday. as the 49ers. The Steelers could have been a Saturday game too, right? Because they need other people to lose. Well, not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah e exactly. And it's not like anyone else was just going to relax when the Steelers lost. That's true. Right. That's a good point, Marissa. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. They could have they could have put the Steelers on Saturday too. There would have been like a very unlikely scenario where that sort of took something away. But yeah, very small, very small. That's a good point. Um, or Miami for the same reason. Mm -hmm. um, and the uh, inconsistencies with the proposal, and this is what the Bengals are saying, right? They're saying, why do we have to go to a coin flip <laughs> to determine where we're going to play the, the Ravens in the first round if we're a half game better than them in the standings, right? The logic there seems to be, well, because you might have lost to the Bills and then you would have lost the division, right. hence the coin flip. But if they end up playing the Bills in the second round, there isn't going to be a coin flip right. because the Bills are a full game better. And the NFL's reasoning is, well, they're a full game better than you and you played the same number of games. But the Bengals could easily turn around and say, well, you're making us flip a coin because we could have lost that game. Right. Shouldn't we be flipping a coin because we could have won that game? Because right. like, if they won that game, they would have passed the Bills, right? And they were they were actually leading in the game when the game stopped. So um, I think that they have a beef there. The biggest thing is absolutely that it feels like a very cut and dry, like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. There yeah. Should be I, second. And, and, and yet, you know, and, like, there, and, like I have it also some... affects them, too, based on schedule next year and draft position as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They're like, by the way, we'll give you division champions hats, <laughs> yeah. right. which also come with having to play like two harder games next year. Yeah, yeah the Chiefs. You have to play and the in Chiefs. And, 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 and we're going to flip a coin to see if we get the home game that comes from that. It's like, what? Like the hats and the and the hard games are not the thing we want. Yeah. Right? By the way, you get Mahomes and Allen next year, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I yeah, know. It's really, it's really bad. Um, and then the... Other inconsistency, which is even worse, Bo. You said it was cut and dry. Mm. The 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 being a half game behind versus being a whole game behind. If you wanted to play devil's advocate, you could argue, well, they played the same number of games. They were they were behind by a full game, so you know, right. like that's why there's no coin flip. But what about this one? If the Bengals win and the Bills lose, 
Cincinnati gets the two seed, everything's fine. But if the if you if you have the if if you have Kansas City lose and Buffalo and Cincinnati both win, then the most likely divisional game is Bengals at Chiefs. Right. It's three at two. Bengals are half a game behind the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs, right? They would have passed them if they had won on Monday night. Oh, and they're no not flipping flip. that? There are no neutral site. That game's just in Kansas City. Really? But, I didn't even know but that. Listen, <laughs> but, but listen, if the Bills lose, which doesn't even have anything to do with the Chiefs and the Bengals, then it's Chiefs 1, Bengals 2. And if that ends up being the AFC Championship game, that's at a neutral site. So it's neutral site if it's 1 versus 2, but it's not neutral site if it's 2 versus 3. Basically, huh. they are saying the divisional playoff location doesn't matter. That's We're only going to address the AFC Championship game location, and we can't be planning neutral sites like every week. Uh, but there's no coin flip either. So that's clearly inconsistent. Like it's yeah, literally the same two teams, same two records. It's just one versus two instead of two versus three. And it's in a different that round. That one should just be a coin flip. One of them's a neutral right. site. One of them's a nothing. So yeah. that's that's inconsistent for sure. Okay. Yeah. Now, a part of me, and look, I hear everything you're saying here and I agree with you. A part of me though, it's, it's I mean, I mean, not on the same scale, but I'm hearing these stories from fans who, you know, lost fantasy football championships or, or are things like that like someone almost died on a football field right if if the playoff seating is affected just just win your games right it's you're it's it sucked it stinks but like this is this is the situation everyone's in yeah i mean there are no good solutions yes which is sort of why and you you, you can tell me what you would have done if you were in charge in is but i sort of think it's like there are no good solutions here. It sucks. We're not going to do anything. Like, just let it be. And it just, like, like forget about the coin flips. Forget yeah. about the neutral sites. You just play it as it lies. I mean, winning I have to play Frankenstein's fat foot. Yeah. Yeah, winning percentage, right? Yeah. So, and it's, yeah, it, I think it's a they tough were probably situation. Concerned, they were probably concerned that that would have been an even bigger punishment to the Bills. Like, I think they were sensitive about not making the Bills mm. be the team that's punished. And the fact that that game didn't finish would have punished the Bills more than anyone else. So by giving them the neutral site against the Chiefs, they're probably figured, well, at least we're not making them go back to Kansas City, you know, yeah. which is what they've been playing to avoid the whole year is yeah. they don't want to go to, back to Kansas City, right? Yeah. So I just okay. wonder if they have someone like Dennis in the league offices. Like, well, there's nobody like him. No, I mean, obviously, but, you know, a lesson. I'm sure there are a lot of very smart people at NFL Research. Um, they're not as good at making spreadsheets as me. Their Definitely spreadsheets not. are kind of ugly. Definitely not. Um, kind of clunky, ugly, bad fonts. No colors. Um, yeah, no, pretty bad. Uh, but uh, um, but I'm sure they're very smart. I'm sure they are restricted by all kinds of things I can't even imagine. Right. Uh, venue availability, uh, gambling partners, you know, whatever, yeah. like all kinds of things that I never think about, so. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not easy. Also, Wharton's pretty good too. All right. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I I I would imagine overall, like Wharton would have smarter people than most places in this world. So and who I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, and <laughs> and in their regular flex scheduling of this week, pre-Monday night, is it fair mm. to say that the Seahawks have the biggest beef with uh what they did? Uh, absolutely. Um, and, and the same thing happened to the Ravens last year, and it wasn't discussed that much because there was the, um, the crazy tie game scenario with the, with the Chargers right. and the Raiders and Which everything you, that you we very before. nearly predicted on a yeah, that was, that was awesome. Renegram level. Almost, almost. I mean, Shield got the exact second of that, right? Which is crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the, um, 
the Ravens last year needed to win and have some other team lose, or so needed to have some other team help them with a win to get in. But as soon as they won, it eliminated the team that they needed to win. I don't even remember which team it was. And that's exactly what they did to the Seahawks. <laughs> the Seahawks need to win and have the Lions beat the Packers. But the Lions need to win and have the Seahawks <laughs> beat uh, lose to the Rams. It's a weird, yeah. And, it's, it's weird. And how they that works put out. the they put the Lions Packers on prime time. It is the only NFC game. So Marissa, it's the next one, I guess. If you're doing the 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 NFC one, it's the only NFC game that has a chance to matter for both teams. Like like will definitely matter for both teams. Unless you play the Seattle game before it, like the only th- right. the only way they could have messed it up was having Seattle play earlier. Because as soon as Seattle wins, Detroit's out, and now they're just playing spoiler. And as much as you can say, well, you know, like Dan Campbell, and they're going to play hard. Yeah, they are like fully banking on Dan they're Campbell's gonna lunacy. Be like so deflated. Like like it'll be like half an hour before kickoff. They're going to be like, by the way, this isn't to get into the playoffs. Like this is just for fun. You know, this is just to spoil it for the Lambeau crowd or whatever. It's not going to be nearly the same thing. And so I think they clearly should have played those games at the same time. That it's great. ridiculous that they're pre-committed to playing only one game in prime time. Just play them at the same time in prime time. Yeah. You know, like if, if if you know, like make the TV contract allow for that on week 18. Uh, or you just have to play them both at 425. Like or even like not as good, but but better, play it before the Seattle game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that would that could that have been the Saturday sell, night that game. Would potentially, that would potentially kill the Seattle game, but it wouldn't have any externalities. Like it's like that that wouldn't like the Rams aren't playing for anything, so it's not like Seattle being deflated is going to affect anything. Right, play that um, Saturday night, and the and then the Jaguars Titans game Sunday night. Right. Yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. That would have been. By the way, been, don't roll out the right. Jaguars Titans Sunday night would not have worked, Bo, because there's an outside chance that the Jaguars would have already been in. Yeah, that would have taken away part of the part of the juice. So I wouldn't have liked that. But yeah, don't rule out the the Rams winning that game though. Okay, like, against Seattle. So <laughs> no, I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got Seattle lost yourself. at home. Seattle lost at home in Week 17 to Arizona, like three years in a row, when they were playing for like home field and stuff. So they can definitely. Uh, yeah, but now they've got weird Gino. things can happen on on week mm. the last week. All right, uh, should we take a little break and come back and do Swooper? Hold on, are we doing are we doing Crystal? I think we should do uh, Crystal oh, yeah. Bald Eagle first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. surprise for you guys. Oh, yeah. Sorry about. Didn't mean to. Ooh, I did not do well. Um, hold on. So I was on, if you guys recall, just before the season started, mm-hmm. and you guys had me give points to various mm-hmm. things that you guys predicted. And I did not want to do it, and um, <laughs> and I didn't even make a spreadsheet of it like until this morning. <laughs> I went back, I went back and re-listened. Uh oh. Um, Thank you. I thought it would Thank be you. fair to at least uh, you know go through how it turned out. So real quick, um, we will start with uh, with Zach. Uh, the Eagles don't have a winning record against AFC South and NFC North teams. I said that this was pretty bold. I gave it seven points on a three to eight scale. Bo. Uh, complained that uh, he, he couldn't believe it was that high, uh, a point total. And I was proven right by the fact that the Eagles <laughs> went undefeated against those teams. Okay. A perfect 8-0. Yeah, but as uh, you so... point out, this is a historically good division. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Zach gets uh, no points for that. Jalen Hurts rushes for at least 1,000 yards. This is a seven-pointer for Zach. 
Jalen Hurts needs 253 yards on mm. Sunday to reach this. Yeah, uh, if he'd play two more games, not. maybe. If he was, Still yeah, alive. I think he was on pace and get close. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles have two players reach 1,000 receiving yards. That did happen. That's six points for Zach. That's so a that good one, Zach. That's a good one. Six nothing. And then he has a chance to get another six points if one of the Eagles' assistants gets hired in the offseason as a head well, He gave that a six-pointer after all the gassing up of Gannon last year? It was uh, it was vocally uh, protested at the time as well. Okay, all right. Well, I stand um, by that. <laughs> the Eagles reach at least 40 sacks. Uh, that's mm. a four-pointer. Uh, Zach was very upset that it was only four points. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles... Uh, you know, obviously reached 40 sacks. Just those four players reached, uh, That's reached right. 40 sacks. Um, and then the Eagles win a playoff game can give him another four. Mm, so uh -oh. he currently has 10. Okay. Okay. Now, Bo, uh, eight pointer, uh, Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars win at the link in week four, either by double digits or with a last minute score. They came close, but uh, didn't okay. do it. It's worth a shot. They were up. They were up by double digits. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Devontae Smith has two touchdowns in the same playoff game. <laughs> this is a, a seven-pointer. which <laughs> Definitely going to happen. Yeah. Going to happen. Uh, Titans wide receiver gets flagged for responding to Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. This would have been tough because mm. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson yeah. didn't play in that blew game. It. Uh, yeah. In at least one of the games against the Commanders, Fletcher Cox has something personally denigrated mm. <laughs> against Carson Wentz. Okay. <laughs> that, that didn't happen. He didn't get, well, maybe great that if that second been. game, yeah. The one he didn't play would have been the perfect time to do it. Uh, Dallas Goddard finishes as a top three fantasy tight end. Mm. I don't know anything about fantasy. I had to ask people if this happened or not, and they told me. I think it was on the periphery of per game, right? I think he was fourth or fifth yeah. in per game. But yeah, but he still wasn't in the top yeah. three. Yeah. And then the Eagles have at least 12 plays of 40 yards or more. So I had to go back and look at this. And this is kind of, kind of fun to, to go through real quick. Week one, 54-yard A.J. touchdown at the Lions, 53-yard Quez touchdown against the Vikings, and then three against Washington, 45 mm. and 44-yarders to Devontae, including the one where he didn't have the second toe down. First career target for Grant Calcaterra was a 40-yard reception. Yes. Uh, so there were five in the first three games. However, there was only one in the next seven games. Uh, the the 43-yarder by A.J. against the Steelers was the only one. Okay. The other long one in that game was a 39-yarder. Ah. Um, that stretch included the Washington game where the longest play of the game was 16 yards. That was brutal. Uh, even more brutal game against the Colts uh, the week after that. So there were actually only six after 10 games. So, Bo, you needed six more in the last seven games. 42-yard Jalen Hurts scramble against the Packers. 40-yard touchdown by A.J. Brown when nobody was covering him uh, against the Titans. Um, right the, over a guy, yeah. Uh, no, no, the one where, like, no one covered him was uh, a 40-yarder. There was just nobody. Like, he, like, pushed the guy over. Yeah, yeah that's then... what I mean. He ran over a guy, yeah. Oh, oh ran over. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 41-yarder uh, Devontae touchdown against the Giants where, the, where Julian Love, like, you know, whiffed on it. Right. And then the 40-yard mm -hmm. miles touchdown to seal that game. And then against the Bears, the 68-yarder to A.J. Brown, 45-yarder to Devontae Smith gets you to 12. And then Minshew threw in two for you as well, the 48-yarder, the sluggo to A.J., and then the longest play of the year, last week's 78-yard touchdown. Mm -hmm. So 14, three of them were exactly 40 yards, so it's really good that you said 40 or more. Mm. Uh, and Ooh, that, that gets you to – that gets you the points. So – all right, the only so way I need, can win. Yeah, so I need a I need a Devontae Smith two touchdown game in an Eagles loss. In a in an Eagles first round loss, exactly. Right. 
followed by none of the assistants getting higher. <laughs> uh, you also need Jalen Hurts to not get 253 yards in this game <laughs> this this week. Okay. Yeah. Zach, nice, nicely done by you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to give Dennis a little, uh, he gave you too many points on those, but that's okay. <laughs> Figured you would. All right. Uh, swooper then. If okay. we move on. Oh, hit the sounder. Yeah. Zach, start us off. Five. What? Wait. <laughs> Dennis, it just ruined Zach's weekend. Swooper. Oh. Beautiful. Uh, we entered this week. I have lost a point after Shields' win last week. So I have eight on the season. Zach has four. Marissa has two. I have 57 turkeys with which to bid. Zach has 29. Marissa has 34. And away we go. Uh, I went first last week. So how about Zach? You lead us off today. Okay. <clears throat> the first one is Javon Hargrave sets an Eagle, an Eagles season sets an Eagles single season record for sacks by a defensive tackle. And that's a roundabout way of saying Javon Hargrave gets one sack in this game because he is a half sack behind Andy Harmon. Uh, now the one sack is important because a half sack would only tie it. He would not set it. I believe he's so yes, he's, he's a half sack shy of tying the record at 11 and a half. So he needs one more sack to set the record. So, Javon Hargrave gets a sack and sets the Eagles record for sacks by a defensive tackle. I'm surprised Andy Harmon has the record and not Jerome Brown. That's a good point. Um, I'm going based on the Eagles game notes here, but uh, let me do a very quick Jerome Brown. uh, Yeah, Jerome Brown's single season high for sacks was 10 and a half. Hmm. Hmm. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Do you think Javon Hargrave is pricing himself out of re-signing with the Eagles? No, because I think it's a position they prioritize. and uh, I think that... He's going to get paid, though. He is going to get paid. I think he might. I think he might be playing too well. Was it, are you at six now? Yes. Six going once. Six going twice. Sold. Right. That's a good one for okay. you. All right, Marissa. Okay. Speaking of uh, Eagles D tackles, did you guys see Andamika Sue tweeted this morning that he just tweeted himself that it's his birthday today? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which I which I he found very what? funny because he, he, the, he, he just tweeted that it was his birthday. Oh, okay. It's my and birthday. I thought it was funny because the Eagles used to tweet happy birthday tweets to like the right. like the uh, like the old social team used to tweet happy birthday tweets to like the, the punter they brought in to, to work out that day and stuff. But they don't do that anymore. So the Well, they did. They they did tweet Sue's birthday. I actually don't know if it was before. Or oh, after. did they? Okay. Yes, but they 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 did they do that. Been. I wanted to wish him happy birthday, but I did not see him in the locker room today. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, Marissa, what do you got? Tyrod Taylor has more rush attempts than Jalen Hurts. Well, this is a good one. Mm. There was this. This was submitted like several times in the chat. Three. Four. Four going once. Five. Six. 
I oh, you need is Jalen Hurts to not play. Six going once. Or then be careful with him. Six going twice. Sold to Marissa. Do you think, Zach, if Jalen Hurts does play, that we will see a a like a, a tangibly different game plan than a normal Jalen Hurts game plan? I think you'll see an adjusted game plan. I frankly think it will be comparable to what you saw in the – what was the first game back last year from the Yanko injury? The Commanders Giant, game? Uh, yeah, Commanders, yeah. Was it the Commanders game? Yeah, I think, I think you'll Garrett see Gilbert. one – I think you'll Gilbert see one comparable to that where you run him to make sure that the defense stays honest against it, but it's not as featured in your game plan as some other games. If you hear the children screaming, <laughs> uh, that is um, my mother-in-law has the two kids upstairs hmm. and uh, boy, do they get rowdy when she's here. <laughs> Yeah, Khalif said in the yeah. chat, Michael's FIFA game must not be going too well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line, Khalif. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. I have the next one. Uh, combined snaps for Gardner Minshew, Davis Webb, and Ian Book is greater than snaps played by Robert Quinn. <laughs> Can you mention the names again? Gardner Minshew, <laughs> Davis Webb, okay. and Ian Book. Basically, any of the non-starting quarterbacks. And Davis Webb is on the practice squad for. He's on the Giants' but... practice squad, so this would be this would be presuming that they just inactivate Daniel Jones and promote Davis Webb to be the backup. Three. Wait, 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 wait! No, Quinn has more. Those guys have more. No, those guys have more. Oh, can I? Uh, take back. Uh, I don't think so. I touch please. move. <laughs> please, please. No please, way. No. Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, I guess we got to give this to Danis, but uh, my obviously inclination is no. Uh, I'm staying out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right. Then it's no. <laughs> Why do you get to decide? Three going once. <laughs> You could get it's a 14 point spread. Someone, someone asked me playing. last night what I thought. Someone asked me last night what I thought about the NFL just changing the rules like just before the last game. And I and I was quoted as saying it was not nearly as outrageous as Bo just completely changing <laughs> yeah. the swooper scoring rules. Yeah. Like that's not true. Literally like 10 seconds before the that's season. That's not starts. true. Everybody was, like, by was the playing way, by everybody is playing by the same rules. That's totally fair. No, but it was like, wait, by wait, the way, we're wait. doing Skins game or whatever. <laughs> Three wait, time twice. out, Bo. Didn't you say last week that our new rule this week was going to be you have to bid on your own item first? No, he did say that. You did say that. Okay, that well, was I would have bid one, and you jumped. You jumped. Well, no, to so three. no, so you bid one first with the with the rewind. No, 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 you no, 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 one no. First. You jumped. It doesn't matter if no, if. Bo. How well, do yeah, I know? But we, but we already you. haven't been doing that. You didn't do it to start, and Marissa didn't do it to start, so we forgot about it. it I did bid on mine. It doesn't. But you didn't. So if you haven't said anything, someone own. probably would have bid four. You know. <laughs> I'll 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 do one if we want to go back. No 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 no. He's in it for three. Zach, it might end up. It might end up like. What, fine, at look, what point fine. does Hertz come out of the game? Yeah. If the score is what does Hertz come yeah. out of the game? I think Quinn's got. I think Quinn's gonna play though. So. But, Wait, look, but twice. if if they're up by 20 points in the third quarter and Minshew plays the fourth quarter, he should easily. But wasn't Tyrod Taylor what? one of the people? No. He's probably going to start. No, no, he was, was not. It was Davis no. Webb. It's, it's just Webb, Book, Book, and Minshew. Oh, no Tyrod Taylor. Okay, sorry. 
sold for three to the I handsome mean, man to as a line that i imagine uh bo used quite a bit in college um you know when when duke would would come into lawrence joel coliseum it's eight against five here right I, you know i remember every I time i use that line a lot <laughs> every time i covered every time i covered a duke or carolina game at virginia or virginia tech invariably fans would say it's eight against five right so look i'm not just playing against the competition here i'm playing against the rule maker too so what if you uh, like what so what if, were, what if you were what, um what, somebody jumps off sides or has a false start and they're like well oh you didn't mean to snap it oh i'm sorry can we take it back you said it you did it you went in okay all right look speaking of we're already uh, at 513 it was only three going. it was only three yeah Okay. Zach, you were uh, too young for this, but uh, my freshman year in college uh, at UVA, Duke came to town, and there were five seconds left in the game, and UVA was up by one, and Duke was inbounding the ball from the basket that was right in front right. of where I was. Like we were in the first row, and they didn't start the clock. There was like a clock malfunction, oh, and Donald Hand, the guard for, the, for yeah. UVA, was like jumping up and down and pointing at the clock like the clock's not moving. And Wojo was the guard for Duke. And he drove past Donald Hand, got fouled, down by one. And the refs decided to count everything that happened and then just estimate how much time came off the clock by watching the video. <laughs> so yep. they just ruled, like, one second left, Wojo two free throws. like, <laughs> And and Duke won the game by one. He hit both free yeah. throws. That and sounds that like your it. origin like, story. And, Oh yeah, I mean, I was just absolutely <laughs> frustrated, like just, just brutal. So you know exactly um, what I'm talking about. Why, why people at JPJ or at Castle Coliseum would always say yeah. that it was eight against five. Okay. And, yeah. and Maryland. Yeah, you, too. you haul, you Maryland haul back in the day. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Dennis. Um, the racing, racing, racing uh, thing behind me, by the way. Shout out to uh, Cronenberg and Webb, the two uh, guys from college who uh, this was up in our mm. college uh, dorm, and wow. I, I decided to bring it back to them. Yeah. That's something that no one else cares about. Yeah. That's right. We that's that's an, an important part of this show is things that nobody else that are designed for four people. Exactly. All right. I believe it is over to you now, Dennis. I'm ready. Okay. Number four. Jalen Hurts has at least one rushing attempt, which is not a scramble, a kneel down, or a sneak. That's the item. And this is going to be sealed bid. And um, what we're going to do is, in honor of the way the NFL is handling the uh, the playoffs, it's going to be the top two are going to pay. And which one of them gets it is going to be determined on the post-game pod by a coin flip. <laughs> uh, so you don't really oh, know like what that. you're playing for. <laughs> okay. Um, so if it happens, who gets the point will be determined by coin flip. But the but the paying happens uh, up front, and you have to okay. pay your own bid if you're one of the top two. If you're third, you don't pay anything. And how do we? Who's flipping the coin? Whoever's not involved. <laughs> okay. Right, of one. the three of you. Okay. Good, good answer. And what's the item again? I, I just want to hear the clearly. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has at least one rushing attempt, which is not a scramble, a kneel down, or a sneak. So it either has to be a design quarterback design run one. or a keeper on his own read or something like that. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yes. Ready? Three, two, one. Four. 
four. Three for me, four for Marissa, two for Zach. So <laughs> Zach does not pay. Okay, so Marissa and Bo pay, and then we have they the will have the flip. coin flip. Okay. All right, so I'm down to 48 turkeys. Marissa is down to, thir- to 24. Okay. All right, uh, Zach, you're up. Okay, and I will change this one if this was a carryover from last week. I, I don't keep track of that, but I don't believe it is. A.J. Brown breaks Mike Wick's single-season record for the Eagles for receiving yards. Uh, A.J. Brown has 1401 right now, um, and he is eight yards shy of Mike Wick's franchise record, 1409. Question for the group. Do I get a retroactive point for correctly predicting that he was going to have that last week? No. No. Okay. What? No. <laughs> but I was like, so but wait, that is why fun? you remember it, Zach, because that is that yeah. I predicted that that was going to be one yeah, of yours yeah. last week. Yes. But as as we've seen, Bo can just make up the rules so he can <laughs> give himself at the point retroactively if you would like. Um, I think I think the real uh, the real people recognize that I deserve a point for that. <laughs> we won't we won't put it in the book. Okay. Four. Ten. 11. 15. 16. Mm. Who got it first? I heard Zach first, actually. Okay. But I could be wrong. Eighteen. How many do I have? You have 24. This is AJ Brown needs eight yards in the game. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, are you trying to like, are you trying to like get him injured? What is this? This is awful. No. I, <laughs> you said 17? I no, said, he said 18. He said 18. 19. 20. Eight yards with like Radarius Williams covering him? <laughs> All right. Zach, how many turkeys you got left? He's got 26. Okay. Can't let him have this, but I'm I'm out. Twenty going once. How many turkeys does Bo have left? Forty-eight. Oh shoot. We need okay. him to use a lot of his turkeys here, Zach. That was kind of my goal here. No, that was my goal. Yeah. yeah. He's been carrying over so many. Yeah. Sold. Sold the bow. All right. I like that because we needed him to That's why I put that in there. Yeah. Good one, yes. Zach. You're up, Marissa. Okay. An Eagles player who didn't play last week makes a notable play. A touchdown, interception, sack, force fumble. Touchdown, interception, sack, force fumble. Does a passing touchdown count? Dennis? I mean, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> what do they mean? I'm going to go. I don't know it makes it kind of boring then, right? Yeah. Because Jalen Hurts didn't play. So let's, I would say no. Okay. Yeah, let's say no. Okay. Okay. Two. Three. Four. Five. And it's just the Eagles or someone on the Giants as well? Eagles. Just Eagles. Eagles. Okay. Did I say five or six? Five. Six. Okay. Six going once. 
Six going twice. Sold to Marissa. Okay. Wow, that's a good one. Uh, I have, at some point in the game, the Eagles score a touchdown on back-to-back possessions. Hmm. Not just offensive, so if they happen to score a defensive touchdown, that counts. That qualifies. Three. One. Four. But the defensive touchdown would have to come right after the offensive one, right? Or right before. Because otherwise it's like, well, no, if it's before that they go back on defense, then you would be counting like the one they scored, but not counting the one they didn't score. I I think that like in terms of possessions of the ball. So I think that does count. Oh, interesting. Okay. 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 I, I agree. You're four. on four. Four okay. going once. Four going twice. Five. Five. But that Six. means, Bo, it doesn't count. If the offense scores, then the defense gets a turnover. Oh, no, because it's still the yeah. same possession. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Fine. fine. <laughs> I'll stop trying to poke holes in it. Yeah. Six. I, I, I appreciate that. Poke. Ooh, six. <laughs> it's like it's old school Facebook with a poke. You remember poking? Yes. Six going <laughs> once. I feel like Zach was a big poker. As Zach rolls his eyes. No, where are you going with that one? I mean, just the, the type of person who... Poke would, followed who, by who asking would, about the homework or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The type of person who would memorize every every <laughs> sixth grade girl's phone number is the kind of person who's going to be sending out pokes left and right. I was not poking on Facebook, no. okay? What about bumper stickers? What is that? What is that? that? Yeah. That was like right when I first joined Facebook. You'd send all those little, like, they were like little graphics, like little meme type things. Oh, my cousin. My cousin sent me those. I was like, what are these? How do you do this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I I mean, maybe it was part of like the younger Facebook generation, Mm. but yeah, I was sad when they went away. My cousin's 20 years younger. I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Zach has it for six. Mm hmm. Six going once, six going twice, sold to Zach. Okay. That's a good one, Zach. Uh, number eight, Professor. Okay. Uh, both Janarius Robinson and one other player are placed on IR before the game. The Sua Feta news obviously makes this, you know, mm. changes the odds on this a little. Um, so three players but yeah, both need to Janarius get on the Robinson and one other player. Right now, what's no, They have to go based on an IL. Yeah, so three players. If if Quinn, Garner Johnson, and Kern are on the fifty-three, they need, they need two spot. additional players, and they could waive somebody. And they, they or... could they could waive they could waive somebody yeah. tomorrow also. Yeah, um, yeah, or but just not elevate, just not. Today? Well, that, these are all the things you have to consider. Um, so One. this is going to be, mm. hold on, hold on, no. this is going to be reverse touch. Okay. Yeah. Um, since I'm here, we may as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> the reverse touch is the one where I count up and you have to say, what do you say? Swoop her out or I'm out or whatever. Um, okay. To be re- like, like, and then whoever doesn't say it gets is, is left with the item. Okay. Um, 
okay, whatever the last number I said is. But we don't have to out. pay if if we don't. You pay, pay, yeah. You don't pay right. if you're if it's, you say you're one, out. But if you're pair, the last person, right. okay. if you're the last person left, you pay whatever the last number I said is. Okay. 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 So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say one. Then I'm gonna say two. Okay, like that. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, one, two. So if we're out. Four. I think five, we're both out. Yeah, we're both out. Six. So Mar uh, Marissa gets it. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Three. Yeah. I didn't hear. I didn't hear Zach. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I just couldn't hear you. Uh, yep. Okay. Oh, in terms of roster news, by the way, um, Ojolari and Leonard Williams were both ruled out for the Giants, and Adoree Jackson is doubtful, and John Feliciano is questionable. And uh, John Feliciano not playing might mean that the starting center for the Giants is Jack Anderson. I thought that might be a fun oh, nugget wow. for people. <laughs> Jack That's Anderson is uh, playing two week, starting two week eighteen games in a row. At, oh, in, good one, Zach. Field. Good nug. Yeah. Oh, very right. good. Good nug. Very good. He started with Kelsey last year. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Good nug. Yeah. Very good. Um. All right, I'm up here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine, as you notice, our Eagles themes, uh, our 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 record themes, I should say, setting records. Uh, the Eagles set the NFL record for sacks in a season i was and, waiting for this one i feel yes. like everyone had this written down wow calling zach uncreative all right no uh, i mean it was it's an obvious one i was calling you uncreative zach <laughs> so they are four sacks shy of the nfl record okay okay one three four so it's not it's it's sole possession of the record or tying the record they're setting the record. Okay. So they, need, they need five four, to set the record. They need five they to need, do it. Okay. Um, they are. Let's see here. Four sacks shy of the NFL record. Yeah, the record seventy-two. Okay. So they need five to set the record. Okay. What about a half? If we have four and a half, would we'll do yeah, it. Yeah, or four and a half would we'll do it as well. Yeah. But you can't. You can't get four and a half sacks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the te right. teams can't yeah. get half sacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Okay. Um, where are we three. on the bidding here? I'm at three. Okay. There, there was a play real quick. You, you know how a team can't get a half sack? Team also can't get two sacks on a play. There was a play last week when um, Christian Ellis's brother, what's his name? Kate, uh, forced Kaden. a fumble. Yeah, he forced a fumble that would normally have been a sack. But Minshew recovered it and then got sacked by somebody else. Mm. <laughs> and they're uh -oh. not both allowed to get sacks. And so Caden Ellis lost his sack because that's awful. Because they, they give it to yeah. the other guy. Yeah, yeah I thought brutal. it was really interesting. Like, like they that have to keep it somehow. Yeah. yeah, you'd think maybe they would give them both a half, but yeah. he just loses. He gets a forced fumble, but not a sack. That's tough. Even though it's a forced fumble of a quarterback, like that's yeah, it's, it's weird. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll say four. Five. Six. Seven. Seven going once. Seven going twice. Sold. Sold to Zach. All right. Marissa. Okay. The Giants convert at least three third or fourth downs on QB runs. The Giants convert at least three third downs on QB downs. runs. Okay. 
One. Two. Two going once. Two going twice. Sold to Marissa. Okay. I like that. All right. The Eagles and Commanders outscore the Giants and the Cowboys. So the Eagles are 14-point favorites. The Cowboys are 7-point favorites over the Commanders. So you are betting on these spreads to hold up here. The Eagles and Commanders outscore the Giants and Cowboys. The Commanders are starting Sam Howe. Correct. correct? Or they're playing or starting. Yeah. Okay. Until the league announces that they're going to be eight playoff teams uh, <laughs> and get some, and then Carson Wentz will be starting come Sunday. Two. Uh, that four. would also clinch the number one seed for the Eagles if that happens, no matter how it happens. Mm. That's right. And then who had that one? Someone would get that point from last week. Zach. Uh, oh, Zach. Zach, yeah, Zach has a carryover point at, at, in play here. You're at four, Bo? I'm at four. Five. Nine. Yours for nine. Sold. Oh, unless, yeah. Nine going once, nine going twice. Sold. All right. The big one. Okay. All right. Close us out. All right. Is everyone ready? Last one. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> A prominent member of the Birds with Friends community. This can be so anyone related to the show, as long as it's somebody who is just clearly related to the show. No one's going to say they're not related. Okay. Announces a major life event before the conclusion of the game. This is going to be a Dutch option with unlimited borrowing from all future weeks. You can bid as high as you want. The Dutch option is the one where you yell out swooper. I'll begin the countdown. 100. 99. Wait. 98. Swooper. 97. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> Wow. My heart is pounding. Wow. Great job, Marissa. I feel like we need to explain for the audio listeners here. Yes. Wow. Davey Dunn coming July 2nd, 2023. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Well, that is amazing. No wonder Michael didn't <laughs> say yes. anything the other day. Literally, like, I have been waiting to reveal this on Swooper since we found out. Oh, my God. I'm and crying. I wanted to wait till the playoffs, so I got an extra <laughs> point for this. <laughs> Being the true sicko that I am. But after the last episode, I had a message to Niz this morning. I was like, I can't wait any longer. Yeah. We got to do it today. Oh, so I shout out so to happy Niz for, for making that yeah. so perfect. Well, you spent and all your turkey. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're giving, we're giving that free. one to Marissa for free. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. I like free. that. I like that. But <laughs> oh, I got to tell you, Marissa, God. Bo actually told me today, he asked if July 1st is a good day for the Ospreys. So, <laughs> so come hell or high water. Right? Live, live from the hospital. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
special award. And I do know the gender, but I'm thinking maybe I can I can wait till next week's super and mm. <laughs> auction that one in there. All right. Or I could just tell you guys. Oh, but, congratulations. Yeah. Oh Thank my you. God. Thank you. Congratulations. How are you feeling? Super excited. Congratulations. I feel really good. Um, I'm very tired. <laughs> we can't be keeping you up. I until 4 a.m. for podcasts anymore. Yeah. No, it's totally fine. I'm go- I have to get used to being awake at all hours. So, um, yeah, it's very, very excited. But oh yeah, it's God. been a- the hardest secret to keep from you guys because I literally probably would have told you <laughs> the next day that I found out. But I just was like, you know what? I got to reveal this in Swooper and make it, uh, you know, a true sicko moment. Oh so, my God. I will say this is like very comical and like so me and michael the day the night that i found out i was pregnant was um the game that michael was they were playing the ravens the browns were playing the ravens and michael got called for that penalty that wasn't actually him on the field goal when the guy's leg moved so it was like such a stressful game and you know the camera zooming in on him and everything and i'm in baltimore with like eight million family members and michael didn't want to see anyone after the game it was this whole big ordeal I flew back to Cleveland that night and I like something in me was like, I'm going to, you know, take tests. And I was like screaming and Michael comes in the room. He's like, Oh my God. So talk about a range of emotions. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So very excited and can't wait. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be taking name suggestions throughout uh, the next, next few months. So Elijah. <laughs> oh my God. Camp crushes. <laughs> It was so hard keeping it in on the last episode. Like, I would, I actually during the break in the last episode, like ran into the other room and was like, "Should I just do it now?" Oh, that's and funny. Michael was was like, he laughing at the wait. at the continued? Yes. That's yes. so funny. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. So, shout out to Denise for making that. So my heart was pounding oh, con- as con- we were getting ready to do that. <laughs> con- congratulations! So it would have been hilarious if Zach had just yelled "swooper" at like night. <laughs> <laughs> like. like yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. That's how did you? I mean, it's. I told wow. Emily immediately, so I can't imagine how hard it must have been for you to keep the, <laughs> the secret. Um. So I told. Like as soon as you told me this morning, I mean. Oh yeah, it was very hard. I mean, yeah. I literally tell Bo and Zach everything about my life on a day-to-day basis. Usually, <laughs> like I'm a pretty open book. So, um, there were many, many different times that, um, you know what? Another time was girl names we like Sophie, and we had the whole Sophie choice. <laughs> conversation <laughs> and i'm sitting here like oh my god <laughs> so there are many little uh things like that but um yeah this was an epic moment so i i did so then when you surprised us with shield the other day i also was texting michael like should i do it while shield's here and oh and, like, and no. we mentioned the baby a few times on the show so i yeah. did just text shield a little bit ago and told him deniz has a really good swooper <laughs> But he's watching some Phillies World Series videos, so he said he'll catch up later, and um, he's gonna try to avoid spoilers. So I hope she'll is surprised too, for all Marissa, his, um, all the babies, uncles, on birds with friends. So. so happy for you, Michael. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Michael will be taking lots of dad advice. So if anyone has it, send it, send it our way. <laughs> Low man wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm crying. <laughs> Oh, I've cried many times, many times. I'm not crying, but I'm very happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I mean, how do we how do we even go on from here? This is too good. 
Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's why it was item twelve and not item. So four. let's yeah so, yeah. so she just gets this item. We're okay with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think she's got to pay the ninety-eight turkeys. No, she yes, she does yes. Marissa, you deserve this and much more. So. <laughs> who? Yeah, I'm. I'm also curious about uh, who else would have qualified here for uh, prominent birds with friends. You know, like does Tito Santana count? <laughs> well, I was trying to look like very like what is this? Like into the camera. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you on. played it well. I had. Yeah, but my heart was pounding. And, and Dennis, he did. He also did a good job of like not explaining it, just going right into the countdown. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Which is good. Yeah. He did it perfectly. I couldn't. I it couldn't have been more perfect. I messaged him this morning. Was like, so I want to make this part of Swooper. Not really sure how. <laughs> and I should have known Dana's would have the perfect way to do it. So. Oh, and I awesome. and I responded by saying that this is the ultimate uh, sign that this is her favorite podcast. I mean, you know, could have announced it on any podcast. That's exactly yes. right. Yes, th this is a first public announcement. So I've obviously not done anything on social media, and obviously our families know and our close friends, but. Um, I have not done any public announcements because I wanted Birds with Friends to be the first spot for it. So, yes, Baby Dunn will uh, definitely be a sicko. <laughs> but right. Baby Dunn will probably be missing most of football season next year. So that will be a little sad, but be here in spirit. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll just have to not do the show. We can't do it without you. <laughs> yes. Or we'll just do a two-hour one. Just a, Yeah. 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 I'm sure Zach will be really upset be that there won't be daily training camp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we should uh, we should close this out with with a, a quick crystal bald eagle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be quick uh, here. The Eagles... uh, a sonogram of sorts for the game on yeah. Sunday. Uh, the Eagles win. The Eagles clinch. The Eagles cover. Uh, the 14 points are a big number, but the Eagles are going to play their guys. The Giants aren't. I can see the Eagles taking their foot off the gas late in the game. If they get a big lead, uh, the over under in this game is, I should have had this up already. I am sorry here. 42 and a half points. Uh, the spread is 14. So let me go uh, with 28 to 12. No, 28 to 14. 28 to 14. Okay. Uh, I will say uh, the Eagles win and do not cover. Uh, Jalen Hurts plays, but is just okay. Uh, Terod Taylor does a few interesting things. It's a hand. It's a it's a uh, uh, a comfortable win, but not a not a overall domination. So let's say Eagles twenty nine, <laughs> Giants eighteen. It occurred to me that I picked the push instead of the Eagles covering, which I, I think is fine. I'm good with taking a push, 28-14. Good for yeah. you. Okay. You appropriate. Appropriate. I changed it to 14. Oh. Yeah. 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 Push is appropriate for this show. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So. <laughs> Um, okay. Daniz, are you doing? Get ready for a lot of those jokes, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to do a uh, prediction? Get ready for just random people touching your belly without asking for permission. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. If you if you if you're into that, you should spend the time from now until then in Turkey. Um, <laughs> when you're when you're when you're when you're pregnant in Turkey, you are like public property. Like like everyone is like oh like you know like like all you know men women like like different different Turkeys. ages like yeah just every, everybody. So 
Yes, I, I'm, um, I'm slightly growing day by day. So Michael still thinks I, he, I'm really not showing that much, but I do. So hope maybe by the combine, we'll see. You guys we'll might see. be shocked when you see, yeah. you know, hashtag Marissa's belly. <laughs> that kid is going to love NBA Jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, well, you guys, said, are you guys all going to be? Now, get into gaming now because gaming and golf. Mm. Sorry. You know, where are you, you saying, Dennis? You guys will all be in. You guys will all be in Arizona, right? Um, if uh, things go well, if things go well, TBD. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I was gonna say um, the Eagles are zero and. Okay, the Eagles are zero and two since uh, since Feldman and I bought our Super Bowl tickets. So, um, but but if the if things go well, we'll we'll be there. So it'd be great to see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, no prediction for me. I'm way too nervous. I'm, I'm <laughs> the upside of this game is like something that has been trying to happen for three weeks, and the downside is like historic collapse of a season. So well, the Eagles uh, need some pitocin. Get this thing moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. What a what a moment <laughs> that will go down in the history of the show. Uh, and so we will see you after the game late Sunday evening. So for Dane is, for Zach, for Marissa, for little. Uh, you guys want to give your your predictions, and I'll reveal it on next pod. Boy or girl? Yeah. Or make it part of Swooper next week. Yeah, we'll yeah, make, let's make it, make okay. it part of Swooper. Yeah, I like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, little baby done. We thank you for listening. Uh, we will talk to you later. And uh, mostly to Marissa and Michael, as always. We love you.